0: Hello and welcome to D23 Inside Disney, the show that gives you a look at the latest Disney news and a peek at the people who make the magic at the Walt Disney Company. I'm D23's Jeffrey Epstein.
1: I'm Candace from Radio Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney.
0: And we're your hosts who will take you Inside Disney.
1: Hello. Hello. Yay. Friends. (laughs) Togetherness
0: best day of the week
1: (laughs) it is what have you guys been up to
0: pretty much just watching television i know that sounds really not productive but i i'm a terrible person i watched the first several episodes of into the unknown chatted with the fabulous amy astley if you have not listened to that she's amazing go back and listen to that episode so i watched the final three and then i watched frozen two again which is totally different having now watched into the unknown Then I rewatched Hamilton with the captions, which was (laughs) great. Like, I feel like I've listened to that cast recording so many times that, oh, of course I knew everything. And I didn't. There were things that had completely gone over my head or I had missed or I thought I knew. Same,
1: same, same. I got to watch it with subtitles. I was like watching with the Wikipedia page open to make sure (laughs) I wasn't missing like plot points. So yeah, subtitles are are key. (laughs) Yes.
0: And so good. When I saw it, I was not super close. So being that close, I just was so much more emotional for me. I was much more invested, which I loved.
2: Totally. And
0: finally, I watched Palm Springs on Hulu, which me was... Too. Oh Ooh. my gosh. what do you I think?
2: haven't seen it yet.
3: It started off weird and I was like, where is this going? And then I was like, "Oh," And then I was like, no. And then I was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. Yes. And I laughed a lot too. It's so good. Yeah, I did laugh. Andy so Samberg is awesome. Yes, although we should caution, it is a, definitely for adults. It is not a, a kid-friendly movie, Truth. I would say. So, so <laughs> anyone listening?
1: Oh, well, you know, just same old story with me. A lot of AFV.
0: Oh, my gosh. I, I, I'm, I'm actually disappointed that you have not finished watching AFV.
1: I did watch that, Jerry. I saw. I was so honored. I felt like we were together in that brief moment.
3: I chose to watch it on what should have been Sherry's wedding
1: day. Oh, <laughs> thank you. That's like the best would have been wedding day gift you could have given me. Yes. So kind you. of a coincidence, but... <laughs> you know. oh.
3: There you go. Well,
0: speaking of things uh, that you can watch on Disney+, Plus, um, our guests coming up later both have musical movies on Disney+, Plus, not unlike The Fabulous Hamilton. Because we've got Heidi Blickenstaff, Broadway actress featured in The Little Mermaid, as well as in Disney Channel's Freaky Friday. And Carol Lindsay, who originated the role of Catherine in Newsies, which you can also watch on Disney+. Plus. So they are coming up.
1: Hooray!
0: Hooray. But first... <laughs> This weekend marks a major milestone. It is going to be the 65th anniversary of Disneyland on wow. the
1: 17th. Oh, amazing.
0: And and while the park may not be open at the moment, there are still many ways to celebrate. D23 has got a great story about virtual ways to enjoy the parks. And they did release some very, very cool 65th anniversary merchandise. And they're doing this whole event where you can get stuff online and you register and you can you can... Go to the Disney Parks blog for more information on that. So very fun stuff. Spirit jerseys and pins, of course, pins and iconic ear hats and sparkling headbands and all sorts of things. Fabulous stuff to celebrate a fabulous 65th anniversary. I look forward to going back there with you guys.
3: Hopefully Hello. soon. Me too. Well, it's summertime, of course. If you have kids and you're at home, it's just like activity, activity. What do we do next? (laughs) Disney Music Summer Camp. This is going to save you guys. I'm already looking at some of the activities and stuff for us to do at home. If you guys haven't seen it all summer long, they're going to have games, dance tutorials, coloring pages, ukulele and guitar tutorials. They've got Disney sheet music and so much more. So if you want to follow along, It's at Disney Music on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and they're going to post Monday and Wednesdays. You can also tell Alexa to play Disney Hits Challenge, which I haven't tried yet, but I'm going to do as soon as this podcast is over. And she'll bring up a little challenge where you can test your knowledge on the titles, characters, and lyrics from Disney's most popular songs. So check that out. There is a video up right now of Radio Disney Country artist Adam Hambrick, too, doing a song from Frozen, which is really cool. So you guys, Hmm. be sure to check that out. If you have preschoolers, maybe you're an aspiring musician There's something for everyone. Cool. Disney Music Summer Camp.
0: Very cool. Someone who I would not want to go to summer camp with, (laughs) the Bad Batch. (laughs) (laughs) uh, They were introduced on Star Wars The Clone Wars. The animated series, which, of course, starred our pal Ashley Eckstein. So fresh, I I know, love and love Mm -hmm. her designs, her universe. The Bad Batch, an all-new animated series from Lucasfilm coming to Disney Plus in 2021, which follows the elite experimental clones of The Bad Batch, who we got to know on Clone Wars. And they are finding their way in a changing galaxy in the aftermath of the Clone Wars. So, um, of course, the fantastic Dave Filoni, producer of Clone Wars and The Mandalorian, is executive producing the series, which comes next year. So
3: can't wait.
1: Cool. Awesome. Well, over on my other favorite streaming service, both of which have AFV, Anyway, we just (laughs) got a premiere date and teaser trailer for Hulu's newest comedy series. It's called Woke, and it stars Lamorne Morris, who you might recognize from New Girl or maybe Valley of the Boom. I'm really pumped for this show. It looks absurd. It looks irreverent, and it looks really relevant. It's inspired by the life and work of artist Keith Knight. So in the show, we're following Keith, who is an African-American cartoonist finally on the verge of mainstream success but an unexpected incident changes, well, everything. So Keith now has to navigate the world with voices and ideas that are challenging him at just about every corner, all without setting aflame everything he's already built. Easy enough, right? Yeah. (laughs) So check it out. Woke premieres on Hulu September 9th with all eight episodes available.
4: Very cool.
3: Looking forward to that. All right, sports news, guys i don't know if i need a big intro or not but (laughs) (laughs) hey as the nba season gets ready to resume a two-hour special nba countdown presented by mountain dew nba restart will air july 25th on abc of course it's produced by espn so you'll see maria taylor hosting a group of analysts and uh, it's going to include special guest interviews live reports from the espn wide world of sports complex of course the home of the nba season for the rest of the year and we're also going to get a preview of the restart of the season and the nba seeding games news from around the leagues you know they haven't been playing since march 11th so a lot of news in between that time and the special is also going to take a look at how the nba and its players are responding to the social justice movement which is very cool so looking forward to that july 25th on abc sports boom there
1: you go well We interrupt this sports broadcast to announce (laughs) (laughs) a bunch of new Disney books on the horizon. First up, Bruni's Big Adventure. Yay! Uh, So the sweet little salamander who melted my heart in Frozen 2 is back and cuter than ever in a story set after the events of the movie. Ooh. It's written by Suzanne Francis and Griselda Winata LeMay. It's available July 28th, but a first look at the book's illustrations is now on d23.com. Very adorable. Check it out if you haven't already. Mm, Next cute. up, part of your nightmare, Disney Chills, book one. The Disney Chills book series is bringing Disney villains into the everyday world in equally chilling and thrilling ways. Mm. So in this story... We get to follow 11-year-old Shelly, who is struggling to figure out new classes, make new friends, get on the swim team. But, you know, like every other 11-year-old would, she turns to Ursula the Sea Witch for help. <laughs> oh. Shelly, we've all been there.
3: Oh, gosh, Yes. <laughs>
1: This book is written by Vera Strange, and it's available now. And you can check out a free excerpt from the book on d23.com.
0: I mean, is there anything d23.com does not provide? <laughs> I say no. I say d23.com does everything.
1: Yeah, that's it all. <laughs> and last but not least, Marvel is teaming up with Scholastic for a new series of graphic novels for young readers. Hmm. These new stories center around some of Marvel's most iconic superheroes, like Miles Morales, Kamala Khan, Sure many more love to see it the new line of original graphic novels debuts next spring with miles morales shockwaves by justin a reynolds and artist pablo leon oh. so if you can't wait until 2021 for your marvel scholastic graphic novel team-up fix don't worry shuri a black panther novel debuted earlier this year so check that out i love shuri oh same my her name is so characters. close to, to mine that i'm like her, right <laughs> like no way she knows way more about science and tech than i ever will <laughs> she's very smart yes.
0: well you know what time it is now people
1: <gasps> what time is it
0: <laughs> oh my gosh it's summertime <laughs> sorry just kidding. but it is time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend brought to you by your friends at d23 for the complete list and full details visit d23.com yay But first up, speaking of all of our love for Hamilton, before Hamilton and before In the Heights and before Moana and before Mm. Mary Poppins Returns, and okay, before a lot of things, Lin-Manuel Miranda was in an improv (laughs) hip-hop group called Freestyle Love Supreme, and filmmaker Andrew Freed began chronicling the group in the summer of 2005, documenting their early days of beatboxing and rap on the sidewalks having no idea the phenomenon that would unfold. So the show of Love Supreme the group was actually on Broadway earlier this year. and this is going to be a great chance for people to see it and sort of extend the Hamilton magic.
1: Cool. Well, the season finale of Heartland Docks DVM premieres Saturday, July 18th on National Geographic. And in this episode, Dr. Aaron is performing life-saving surgery on a gigantic dog with a uterus 10 times its normal size. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> and Dr. Ben... Don't even know to... what to say to that. <laughs> I, I think last week I mentioned an animal of <laughs> diarrhea. I mean, there's just a lot happening <laughs> in my five fantastic things. That oh, geo hey. for the win. Yeah, seriously. Well, on
3: to things we're more familiar with. Pocahontas. The Princess and the Frog, Brave, and Tangled they're all going to be shown on Freeform Saturday, July 18th, and Sunday, July 19th. So buckle up, movie days. A quadruple
0: feature. Yes. Wow. It's
3: going to be a good weekend on Freeform. Also on Disney Junior, there is a new episode of Elena of Avalor, Sunday, July 19th.
1: Ooh, very cool. Cool. Also on Sunday, July 19th, we've got the season finale of Gordon Ramsay Uncharted on National Geographic. In this episode, Chef Ramsay is channeling his inner Viking to embrace the freezing temperatures of Norway in December. I cannot even Ooh. imagine what that's like, but he's going to die for shellfish, ferment some fish, and eat a sheep's head while he's at it.
3: Oh, boy. Oh,
0: sweet, yeah. delicious <laughs> sheep's head.
1: Mm-hmm, <laughs> yum.
3: Christmas <laughs> feast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Candace, Sherry, I'm about to gush a little, so you may need to reel me back in. Today, <laughs> Story
1: <of> our lives. <laughs> <laughs>
0: today, we got two of my very favorite people in the world joining us. For the worlds of Disney, Heidi Blickenstaff went under the sea to play Ursula in The Little Mermaid on Broadway, and she created the role of Catherine for the stage musical production of Freaky Friday, a role she reprised for the 2018 Disney Channel movie. And Kara Lindsay created the role of Catherine in Newsies on Broadway, a role she also played when they filmed the stage production. Both Freaky Friday and Newsies, the Broadway musical, can be seen on Disney Plus, and I've also had the most excellent fortune of seeing them perform on Disney Cruise Line, and even this past January at the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. Please welcome Heidi and Kara. Yay!
2: Hi, Kara! Hey, Heidi! (laughs) Hi, Jeffrey!
3: It's so nice to be here. Welcome, guys. Well, now that Jeffrey's going to let us speak.
0: Hey, I can't uh... help them. I love them.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We know, we know. Well, you have both done so much work for Disney. Did you guys know each other before that, and have you worked together since?
4: I've always been a fan of Kara's, and we have friends in common, but Kara and I ridiculously only have worked together as like um, Disney on Broadway pals, like when we do like concerts, either at Festival of the Arts or other things like that. But we, Kara, we need to do a show together.
2: I know. Oh my gosh, what a great question. I was thinking that. No, I've admired Heidi from afar, like in awe, jaw dropping to the floor, hoping oh. I could meet her one day. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Heidi's ridiculously amazing. And yes, we have some very, very, very close mutual friends as well. But just this past winter, we were both in cot doing the Festival of the Arts that Heidi was talking about. And that was like, such a blast, yeah. Um, and we got to see her and Gavin perform. and Oh my gosh, you're just ridiculous! The poor unfortunate souls done by Heidi, <laughs> never die, you know.
0: You guys can go find it back on my Instagram because I posted uh, <laughs> Heidi nailing poor unfortunate souls and then you killing it on watch what happens. So, really, ah, yes, Come my on. whole Instagram <laughs> for a bit was like just a tribute to the two of you.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> well, scrolling. Speaking of a tribute to the two of you, so we've got Catherine in Freaky Friday, we've got yes. Catherine in Newsies, yes. I feel like we need to have a Dueling Catherine's concert, what do you guys ah! think? good! <laughs> <laughs> Just Catherine squared. Yes. That's right. Ooh, it already right. has a name. Perfect. Perfect.
0: <laughs> well, you know I would buy a ticket, although because I'm with Disney, that's like the only thing that keeps me from actually being a Heidi and Kara stalker, so... <laughs> <laughs> in the many credits of, of Heidi things, Heidi's also performed at D23 Expo. So I completely like forgot in your vast resume, Kara, I don't think we've been lucky enough to have you at the Expo yet.
4: Kara, you have to do that. Okay, It's <laughs> the most amazing experience. I've done it twice. And Jeffrey, how big is that audience for that show that we did? It's thousands and thousands. It
0: was several thousand people, yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's bigger than any venue I have ever played. There are so many people, eventually they kind of cancel each other out. Like at first I was like, (laughs) oh my God, I I don't know how I'm going to feel performing for like 5,000 people. But then the noise is so amazing that you're like, oh my God, you you just feel like a Disney rock star. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, and then just seeing all the fans, the fans are just like the best fans in the whole world. And Jeffrey took us around to the expo this year and we got to see, you know, all the amazing things that people are displaying and selling. And, and it was just like such a treat oh to be God. there.
0: I mean, you're both like amazing and you've both done other Broadway shows, but what's special about a Disney Broadway show or a Disney show?
4: You go first, Heidi. Well, I've been lucky enough to do two. And I think when you book that gig, you're like, oh my God, I booked a Disney on Broadway show. Not only are you going to be involved with what, you know, I did Mermaid and I did Freaky Friday. So you're involved with properties that are so beloved and are so well taken care of by the creative team that is putting them together. But then you are taken care of by the Disney organization in a way that, you know, I've done a handful of other Broadway shows, and those have always been wonderful experiences too. But it is very singular working for Disney on Broadway. And then once you get the show up, They're all the Disney on Broadway fans, which are, you know, Broadway fans are like no other fans in the world. But then you sprinkle a little Disney on top of that. And it just ends up being, you know, a pretty amazing experience because I grew up being such a Disney fan and such a Broadway fan. So to be able to have those two things crash into each other Mm -hmm. and be able to be on stage with that, it's like nothing else.
2: Yeah, that's so true. Like, the the double whammy of, yeah. like, Broadway fans are so dedicated. And then Disney fans are so, so dedicated. And, mm-hmm. like, just all that support coming at you is just the best.
3: Well, going back to Disney shows versus other Broadway shows, I'm curious if the fans are different between Disney shows and other Broadway shows. Because I might, like, come in costume to, like, a Disney show, you know? Sure. I might
4: be Ursula myself out there. I don't know. Yeah. But how are the fans different? There are no fans like fansies, right, Cara? I mean, <laughs> yes. the New- the Newsies fans are, I mean, you can speak to that. Those fans are something else, right? Yeah, they're, <laughs> they are. They're amazing and so supportive. I mean, Mermaid especially definitely skews toward a younger audience. And it's very different than doing you know, The Adams Family, which is another show I've done on Broadway, or Title of Show, which is another show I've done on Broadway, where the audience is definitely skews older. And, you know, you would immediately hear the kids in the audience. And when I would come out, they would start crying. <laughs> and I would be like, oh, I'm doing my job already, making the children cry. But, you know, the autograph line after the show, doing the stage door is always there's something about talking to kids after a show versus talking to Mm -hmm. adults. Like I I have boundless energy when it comes to kids and Kara, we experienced this at Epcot at festival of the arts this year, when we did those shows that the kids Mm -hmm. are just like, I could stay there for hours and talk to kids and just like, you know, whatever picture they want, let's take it. Whatever you want me to sign, I'll sign it. Like when you see, a little kid, have a spark of a, I don't know, you're like a living Disney movie for them. And when you see in their eyes that they're having this moment, it's just like, I will stay with you through those fireworks. We are staying Mm -hmm. and I'm going to sign it all. And Mm -hmm. it's always so special to like have younger fans. I'm very grateful for that.
2: Yeah, that's so true. The joy in their eyes, and like I just think it's it's the purest joy. Yeah, especially I always come back to that Epcot experience because first of all, everybody's on vacation, so mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> that kind of joy as well. But truly, after those performances, because it's Disney on Broadway coming and it's it's certain songs that they don't necessarily hear in the movie right i think getting to see that uh, up close and personal is they are really grateful for it and i remember seeing like broadway shows come through my hometown and being like this is broadway like this is yeah. it is yeah and i was so grateful to see those shows and uh yeah it, it's like you we see our younger selves in them and i think that's it's just really really really
1: awesome very special well, now that mm-hmm. Broadway has been brought to people's homes through the magic of Disney Plus, <laughs> yes. everyone gets to experience Broadway. So Freaky Friday and Newsies, the Broadway musical, are both streaming there. Have you guys watched them yet? <laughs> I have watched them.
4: I, I sort of couldn't believe it when, you know, Disney Plus is so fancy. And right. the fact that, I am in a movie that's on Disney plus is a little hard to wrap my head around. So I had to make sure that that was real. So I started it. I started it. And then I quickly left the room because my husband, (laughs) my husband is such a fan. He is the most supportive person and he loves the movie. And he just like, he normally sees me live on stage. And so to see me in a movie, he just sort of can't believe it. And so anytime he'll sneak it on like, from time to time, and I'll go make, I don't know, like, something for dinner, just because it's hard, Kara, it's hard to watch yourself, right? As theater actors, we don't always get to do that. So watching yourself in a movie is a little bit like, wow, that's what I look like that close up. I look amazing. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Totally. When you said turn it on, and then I immediately leave the room. Yes, Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) Actually, I haven't watched it other than like my niece and nephew
4: watching it. And they're like, watch it
2: with me, Auntie Pookie. And I'm like, no, you watch it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It is pretty unbelievable. And now that, you know, Broadway's taking a pause, it's so not just awesome, but also important Mm. that we have these musicals that we can watch on these different platforms. And I'm certainly going to be watching Hamilton even though it is not the same as seeing something live and it will (laughs) never be the same as seeing something live, I am so glad that there is this platform for people who can't get to Broadway or ever, whether it's open or closed, but even like people who can't necessarily afford to go to theater in their hometowns either. So the fact that there Mm -hmm. is a way for them to see musicals I'm so grateful for it
2: yeah oh my gosh it's so true and I wonder if with the pandemic I think maybe Broadway will be rethinking and adding some more filming of the Broadway shows to streaming I think that would be really important I agree totally
3: well Kara while it was done differently Newsies like Hamilton was a filmed live performance so what was that like as an actor
2: Yeah, well, it's so bizarre because it's still your set. Like with Freaky Friday, that was an actual movie. Like it was a movie, movie. They weren't on a stage. (laughs) (laughs) so it was bizarre it was sort of like a combining of two worlds because all the camera crews i don't even know how many cameras there were but a lot they took over the entire audience of the pantages we filmed for a week so we did scene by scene as if you know we're doing a a film And we went kind of backwards, and it wasn't in order, uh, just as if you were filming a a TV show or a movie. It was bizarre, but then we were also on the Pantages stage with our set, with our costumes, with wigs, you know. It was, like, familiar and really not familiar at the same time. So... I learned a lot, but I think it was really helpful to have the camera director work with us. He simplified a lot of things, and Jeff Calhoun was there as well, obviously, our director of the Broadway show. And sort of just simplifying certain moments to make it appropriate for the camera, and then knowing – certain camera angles for when we could make it like it's we're on stage so it, it yeah it was just we were learning kind of on the go but then sort of trusting our instincts and knowing that like we know how to tell the story uh, sort of it had been three years since I had done so <laughs> but but it was really cool to go back to it because when you I mean I was in the show for almost two years and so it was in my blood it was in my body And I think, like I was saying about always, you know, kind of learning more about these roles as I step away from them, it was so cool to learn so much about Catherine in the three years that I wasn't playing that role and then getting to go back and applying what I've learned, Mm -hmm. sort of getting a second chance, which was so awesome. And then when we finally did the last day, we had like a live audience and we Mm. did the show all the way through. They reduced the amount of cameras that were in the audience so that we could have people sitting in the seats. So it was a little more like normal. And that was our favorite day by far. Of course, we had an audience.
0: (laughs) And, And in fact, I was there in the audience and it was before we knew each other. Otherwise, I know that you would have essentially played the whole show right to me. It was electrifying to watch you guys do that. It was just amazing.
1: Oh, that's it was.
0: (laughs) Now Heidi, we touched on it a little bit before, but you got to play the same role on stage and in the movie, which we know is like amazing and to your point not always done. But for you, what was the biggest difference between playing Catherine on stage and playing her for a camera for the screen?
4: Up until the Disney Channel movie. I had never done a movie and I had never done a television show. I had made two commercials in my life. So I was terrified that my theatrical training was not going to translate and that I was going to be too big. You know, my acting was going to be just too big for the camera. And I talked to a lot of my friends who... All their training and most of their experience is in the theater, but they have had successful transit. Laura Benanti, Cheyenne Jackson, Audra McDonald. Mm -hmm. I talked to a lot of them and said, what did you do? And Mm. the response was overwhelmingly like, just be honest. Don't be afraid to be yourself because the you part that got you this role on television or in the movie is still what's special about you. So don't dim that light. Just listen to your director, tell your director you're nervous. And I learned mm. to trust myself and I was able to refine my theater acting skills into movie making skills. And mm. I started to love it. It was such a great learning experience. And frankly, I really hope I get to do more and more and more of it because it was really fun, really fun.
3: That's so cool. Well, we have to talk about something that Jeffrey is going to be happy to talk about because we all know going on a Disney cruise is literally his favorite thing to do. His um, favorite
4: thing to do.
3: favorite, <laughs> literally. But you've both done several cruises as well. What do you guys love about them?
4: Everything. I love them so much. I've done like nine of them and Whoa. the fact i know it's bananas and i would gladly do 99 more jeffrey when are the ships setting sail again because i haven't gotten my phone oh, call yeah. yet i do I any ideas
0: i am waiting by my own phone to ring please yeah Anytime.
4: and the new ships are coming they're gonna need Broadway entertainment on those yeah i mean the ships are like such a joy to do not to mention the chicken parmesan at Paolo. <gasps> Don't get me Paolo started. in general. Yes. Uh, it, hey. I know. It's so good. Paolo brunch. Just forget it. I have to say, like, this is no kidding. Doing my show on the ships has definitely refined my abilities as a solo performer. People have asked me to do... You know, solo shows in different venues. And I would always throw up in my mouth a little bit because I was like, I don't want to do that. That's A, it seems like a narcissistic situation. Mm -hmm. And B, it seems like a lot of work. And I was never really drawn to it. And then I started doing my solo show on the ships. And I had the greatest time because, first of all, you're singing a lot of Disney on Broadway music, you're singing a lot Mm -hmm. of Disney music. And then your other Broadway favorites. And the audiences are so, they're so ready for you. And they sing Mm -hmm. along with you. And if you sing a song that they're not familiar with, they're so game for that because they're just like, on vacation, like you were saying, Kara, and like so happy to be there. And it's mostly kids and you go out into the audience and you pick a couple of kids to be flotsam and jetsam when you sing Poor Unfortunate Souls. And like, it's <laughs> such a wonderful environment, but you can actually like really sing. And people are like, oh my gosh, that's a Broadway singer. And so- it really gave me confidence as a performer to do my solo show in other venues because it's such a warm, loving place to kind of get shot out of a cannon to do 45 minutes of yourself. What do you think, Kara?
2: All of those things and above, it's like your own little Disney World disneyland on a ship in the middle of the ocean it's the best yeah and this is not in regards to the show but all the activities throughout the days totally. on the disney ship i loved those we oh. would like map <laughs> out like the days at sea were kind of my favorite <laughs> because i yes. would go and get um the what is it called the, the freeze the froyo stuff fro pro we'd spend our whole days like doing all those activities and then we're like oh yeah we have to do a show tonight
1: (laughs) (laughs) well that is actually the perfect transition so taking things to land we you know you've both performed at the epcot international festival of the arts and i can't get through any interview without bringing up food so i'm gonna ask did you sample (laughs) the treats that they have what were some of your favorites tell me everything oh my gosh
4: Well, I'm always a sucker for the fish and chips in Great Britain. This time we went to the steak place. What's the steak place called in Canada? La Cellier. Thank you, Jeffrey. I knew you would be there Uh for me. (laughs) A a staple,
2: always, even when we're on the Disney Cruise, no matter what's on the menu, we always ask for a Mickey bar. That's like, And
1: and now that they're
2: in... Now, you know, Jeffrey, you sat at our table <laughs> with us and we, or- we full on shamelessly order. They're like, what would you like for dessert? Like they got like, I don't know, baked Alaska. Uh, I can't even think of dessert. Please say baked know. Alaska Car-
0: again. I like how you said baked Alaska.
2: <laughs> baked Alaska. But, you know, all these fancy things. And we're like, we'll just have a Mickey bar with sprinkles. Thanks. Aside from all the treats, what's something that might surprise us to
3: know
4: about performing at Epcot? Oh, that's a really good question. My partner for the last two years has been Gavin Lee, who I don't think I could love anymore. And Aww. Gavin Lee played for The Chimney sweep, in Mary Poppins. One of the things that surprised both of us, Gavin and I had never met before we were partnered up two years ago. It was a little bit of magical chemistry. And what surprised us, to finally answer your question, is that... Gavin and I started to riff. And, you know, when you are doing something for Disney, you don't often get <laughs> the rope to hang yourself <laughs> that we were given. And in the beginning, we definitely held to the script very, very closely. And and we were very respectful of everything. And we always sang the same songs as I don't know what the band would have thrown at us if we said, hey, how about if we sing something totally different tonight? But we didn't do that. (laughs) But our banter would change. And the fans that would come, a lot of them were seeing the show for the second time, the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time. We had a family that literally saw every single show we did. And every night they would dress up in different costumes from different Disney movies that were their favorites. And Gavin and I started to riff. And we would banter off of each other. And we thought surely we would be fired for being so rebellious. But it actually ended up really working. And there's something about our chemistry that we were able to keep it, you know, (laughs) Disney family friendly, but still like really give each other a hard time, give the audience a hard time. And it still stands out to me as not just a career highlight, but like I grew as an artist. That's so interesting. I guess I never thought
2: about that. I mean, I always say that the Epcot thing is my favorite thing ever that I've ever. truly ever done because yeah. but, I mean, I'm performing with my husband. I'm performing Ugh. with Kevin, Come and on. like, yeah. So it's it like it elevates it to a whole other level for us. And on top of like the, you know, we get to be in Disney World with our family and all the things, but it's true. I think that is another reason is like because we get to grow as artists and yeah. that was unexpected. And I mean, of course, and then to get to to perform with my husband, it's like the most comfortable I ever am is yeah. when I get to perform with him. <laughs> but the first thing that came to my mind when you asked, I just remember when a squirrel came running on our Whoa! stage. <laughs> A squirrel and became a screen. part of yes kevin's been doing these concerts for i think i forget how long they've been going four years I think so. but so that was mm-hmm. the first time an animal joined our concert <laughs> <laughs> um, i full-on like scampered away like i was like afraid of the squirrel like it was gonna <laughs> what it was gonna do to me Aww. but anyway that was the first thing that came to my mind and then heidi gave a really brilliant
4: <laughs> that's a true no you had a true disney experience you're like cinderella or yeah. right, Like the squirrels so, right? are. Yeah. That's, That's amazing. Except
2: we were singing Bop to the Top. <laughs>
4: That's different.
0: Aww. So we're coming to the end. We want to do some rapid fire Disney Favorites, Disney oh, Musical Edition. And the oh. only rule here is that your favorite can't be a project you work on, a song you sang, a character you played, you got it. Are you ready?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. God.
0: Favorite Disney stage musical, Kara.
2: Oh, Beauty and the
4: Beast. Sorry. Love oh, it. Oh, good. <laughs> um, Heidi? I am going to say Aladdin. Yes. Ooh. Good choices. All right. Disney character you'd like to play on stage. Can it be like a fantasy? Like, yep. we don't, we're um, not necessarily appropriately cast. Sure. I always like playing bad guys how about i'm gonna say this is awful how about jafar in aladdin
0: Ooh, oh yeah. interesting. interesting. i love that
2: okay. oh my god that's amazing <laughs> i want to see that um Kara. i used to write in my journals as a little girl that i wanted to play bell and beating the beast oh, in whatever be form so perfect I think I'm kind of growing out of it, but can there be like an Inside Out musical? Inside <gasps> out musical. Oh, I love
4: that. I love that movie so much.
2: Me too. Okay. It makes me feel things.
4: Oh, well, it, that, that was the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> but, listen, so far there hasn't been In a Pixar adaptation to Disney oh. on to Broadway. I think we're yeah. on to something. Ooh, it's about time. Telling- Yeah.
3: Yes. All right. Let's start with Kara
2: on this one. Disney Song. Disney song. Ah. (laughs) uh, (laughs) A dream is a wish your heart
4: makes. That's
1: good.
4: Oh. You know, I will say that I was lucky enough to sing with Josh Strickland the duet from Tarzan. Jeffrey, what's the duet that I sang? Um, the Phil Collins.
0: You'll be in my heart.
4: Yes. You'll be in my heart. And that whole score, Phil Collins' score to Tarzan is so exceptional. Yeah. I, You know, that's one thing that Disney does so well when they make a musical is they do this amazing mashup of a classical sound that you want to hear, but then they shove pop into it and, you know hardly any Disney score is better than that one. And Phil Collins is so fantastic. So how about that? Yeah. I'll su- I'll sing that song.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Heidi and Kara, it has been so fun talking to you both. But we end every interview with the same question. What has been your favorite Disney memory? Oh, mm. there are so many. It's a little I bit know. of an
4: embarrassment of riches. I'll tell you my yeah. latest favorite Disney memory You guys, this is going to sound so corny, but it's 100% true. So when we did the Festival of the Arts show, when Gavin and I did that just this past January, I sang a song from Freaky Friday called No More Fear. Mm. And and it's such a great song. And P.S., I totally stole it because my character doesn't sing that in the show, but it's such a good song. (laughs) I made them make me sing it. At the end of the song, it's just this amazing anthem about like trying to not just find your strength, but trying to empower, I'm trying to empower my daughter too, and I don't want her to be scared of anything anymore. And it's just this beautiful song about reclaiming yourself and not being afraid to to do anything. At the very end of the song, so where the American Gardens Pavilion is, is right in front of, what's that beautiful building?
0: The American Adventure?
4: Yes, it's everything that, you know, it's iconic America. And I'm looking, I'm singing this big note at the end and there's a spotlight on me and I'm down this little, just as far downstage as I can possibly get. And I'm surrounded by these amazing fans on three sides of me and I'm singing this note and in the distance is an American flag in a spotlight (laughs) waving. And it made me feel so lucky to be Mm. where I was in that moment. And I was so grateful to have had the adventure so far that I have had and Mm. to have been With those people at that time, exactly where I was, doing exactly what I was doing. And it was a little surreal, you know, to be doing that night after night and be hanging on to this note. I feel so privileged to be able to do what I get to do. And uh, I cannot wait to get back there. And I hope Mm. we all get back there soon.
2: Yeah,
4: that is so beautiful.
2: I feel like you described it so specifically that we were with you. We were those fans watching.
4: <laughs> to have that moment, it was very profound, you know, hmm. to I definitely realize what a lucky human being I am to hmm. have had all of all of the blessings that I've had. Hmm.
2: To be in a place where you can pursue your dreams is really amazing. Yeah. I think my favorite Disney memory is my Broadway debut. I will never forget that evening. Capathia Jenkins, who played Meta Larkin, mm-hmm. she told me, "You're going to be filled with a lot of emotions tonight. You're going to be nervous. You're going to be excited. You're going to have a lot of feelings. But I want you to really breathe in that first bow on Broadway. Your mm-hmm. opening night on Broadway. Breathe it in and don't ever forget it. Aww. And I haven't. And that was really like the best advice ever." kind of like what Heidi was saying, just like reflecting and gratitude and all the things I had dreamt about as a little girl and hoped for, but wasn't sure if it would be a tangible dream or not. Getting to stand on that stage was just so unbelievable. And I'll never forget just that breath in on the Broadway stage and taking a bow on my opening night. I'm just glad I took a moment to remember it. I think, you know, life just kind of keeps going and going and going. And if we don't choose to take a second to breathe in it and to remember it and to be grateful for it, kind of like that moment you had, Heidi, in Epcot, Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: then just like that opening night bow, now we remember it forever. Yeah. And I think those are beautiful moments, like you said can't wait to have those feelings hopefully one day again and yeah. how much more gratitude we will feel
4: yeah, my gosh. once we get to stand on a stage and hopefully in an Epcot next year. Please, God. Kara, mm-hmm. now you know when you are back on Broadway and there's a little peanut who's having their Broadway debut, you have to pass on that same advice.
2: Exactly. I will never forget that. In fact, even just all the kids that were joining in Newsies, I would try and tell them that. Yeah, it's true. We have to pass that on. I have to pass that on to other little peanuts.
4: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, thank you guys so much. I'm just so happy to hear your voices. It makes me so happy. And I cannot wait to see you both on stage again very, very soon. Yeah just an intermission it's just an yes intermission. that's right.
4: right this was lovely thank you so much for having us it's been so nice to talk to you all
2: i know thank you thank this me. was such joy thank you guys
0: you guys i just i love them both so much and i the my broadway geekiness is just coming out of every pore right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great stories they had. Uh, Well, thanks again for listening to me, Gosh, and for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen and subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, just hashtag D23 Inside Disney.
3: And for
1: all the latest Disney info, check out d23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.